been good. He's worthy of it all. I don't care what it looks like. God is good. Hallelujah. We can just give him some glory because he's so deserving of it all. He's deserving of all of it. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. We bless God. Hallelujah. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. We come to show forth the praises of the Lord. Hallelujah. This is a day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice. We will rejoice. We will rejoice in him. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. He's so worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. We bless God. Hallelujah. In this house right now. In the name of Jesus. God, we thank you now for what you're even doing now, God. We thank you, God, that your presence is here, God, now. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, God. And we embrace your presence, God. Hallelujah. Saturate this place, God, in the name of Jesus. And we won't relent, God. We won't quit. We won't back up. We won't stop, God. Hallelujah. And we thank you now, God, in the name of Jesus. I said we won't stop and we won't quit. We won't back up. The Bible declares that he that looketh back is not fit for the kingdom of God. And we thank God now for what he's doing as we are pressing forth towards the mark of the higher calling which is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we honor you. And we thank you now, God, for what you're doing and for what you're going to do, God. We bless your name now, God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated in this presence. Hallelujah. We bless God now. Hallelujah. We glorify him for who he is now in the name of Jesus. We thank God for what he's doing in this hour. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. We thank God because God is on the move. Hallelujah. The spirit of God is on the move. The Bible declares that that. The heavens are moving. Uh, the wind is blowing. The winds of the spirit is blowing in this hour. And God is doing something. And even now, he's doing a new thing. Do we not see what God is doing? Hallelujah. He's taking the foolish things to confine the wise because that's how he operates. It's, we don't, God don't operate. His mind is not our minds. His thoughts are not ours. He don't work like we want him to work. God works. His thoughts are not even ours. They are higher than ours. Hallelujah. But he is God and he's on the move in this hour. We bless God now. I thank God for hallelujah for what he's doing even now. I thank God for being here at Florence, G-R-R-C. Hallelujah. I bless God. Hallelujah. We thank you. Hallelujah. I thank you so much for offer, making this offer possible. Now, it was kind of late. It was like last night. So, <laughs> so but we thank God. <laughs> we thank God for what God is doing and what God is going to do. So I give honor to our pastor, apostle, and first lady, Merrick. We give honor. Can we give them a hand? Hallelujah. We thank God for their spirits. Hallelujah. And I also give, give thanks to my pastor, Pastor Kevin Charles and first lady, Yvonne Charles. And I also give thanks to our Hartsville Church, Pastor 
Pastor Edwin Mills and Lady Danielle Mills. We give them glory. We thank God for the tree, the three trees that are already planted and for what God is doing in this hour through the trees of the planet. And we thank God. And I like to not, not leave my husband out because he got all dressed up. He was like, now the last time, like he was like, now the last time you left me out. Well, can I ask my husband to please stand? Hallelujah. Mr. Johnny Adams, one of the faithful ones, you can always find them doing something. Anything you need to do, call Johnny. <laughs> Hallelujah. God, we thank you. So we give honor to God. So, right, we're going to move forward. We're going to move right on out the way. Um, I think I've already given the scriptures, and the one that I have with the one by, that's the scriptures we will begin with. Um, the one with the one by, I think that was um, Matthew 17 and 20. I'm going to try to read all the three scriptures all at once so we won't have to um, stand as long. And I would ask that everyone please stand for the reading of the word. The first one is Matthew 17 and 20. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, ye shall say to this mountain, remove hence and go yonder and place it, and it shall remove. The thing is, is that because, let me read it right here because it's different in my reading. And it shall be moved and nothing shall be impossible to you when you ask. Now, a mustard seed, and we're going to talk about the mustard seed. Because it's so, in, it's so imperative, and i never seen or heard it like this until I pulled it up. Now we go on to Matthews 13, 31, and 32. Another parable he put forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. 32 which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it is grown, it is the greatest among the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds in the air can come and lodge in its branches there. We're going to read now Luke 13 and 18 and 19. Then said he unto, then said he, Unto what is the kingdom of God like? Unto where unto shall it resemble? Now you may be seated. God, we thank you for the reading of your word. God, we thank you for what you're going to do. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, have your way as never before. God, we thank you. We give you glory now in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. So we're going to talk a little bit about the mustard seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And even I'm going to just read a little bit off from 17 and 20. And he took them and it was because of your lack of faith. Now, Jesus had to speak to these disciples, to the disciples because of their lack of faith. They were a little low in faith. I mean, they I mean, faith. Now he talked and I put these two together together because we're going to see the size of the mustard seed. The size of the mustard seed here is Jesus is talking about is faith. So when we look at it, and I want, I had a little, I had, did have a little tree that was a little mustard seed. But if we look at a little mustard seed, I think the Bible declares it's like the little smallest of the, in the field. It's like a little seed. But he told the disciples, he said, but if you have faith 
about the size of a mustard seed, you can move a mountain. You can look at that mountain and tell that mountain to be thy move. It's just a little minute little, little seed. It's small. It's not big. Inside. So, so if you have faith inside of, inside of you no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away from here or go over there and you will see it move. There's nothing you cannot do without faith. Because the Bible declares that it's impossible to please God without faith. We know in this hour we need faith. Only way we can please God is that we have to have faith. We can't even please God. We can't even talk to God. We can't even do anything of God without faith. It takes faith to please him. So if, and he only asks for a little minute, little piece of faith, little small piece of faith. This is what he's talking about. And so the parable of the, of the, of the, the next one is 13, 31, and 32. Another parable put them forth, saying, the kingdom of heaven is like the grain of a mustard seed which a man took and sold it in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, that's a word right there because, because it goes back to Scripture that says, when I was a child, I act like a child. I spoke as a child. But when I became a grown man or woman, I put away all those childish things. So in other words, I don't deal with those childish things no more. I'm grown. And that's the way this, this seed is. It, we grow up. And that's the way the seed does. We grow up in him. We grow up. We're no more children tossed two and four. We're no more children. So we have to understand. So with that seed, so the greatest of the herbs, a tree, be, it becomes a tree. So that the birds of the air come and lodge in its branches. Then um, Luke 13. And eight and nine, but then he said unto, What is the kingdom of God likened, and whereunto it shall I resemble it? As we cultivate kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven, as we live in the realm of glory, the point of this parable, the God is causing the gospel to bear fruit. He's causing the gospel to bear fruit and the kingdom to grow. Although it begins small, apparently signifies and makes a little vision headway. Its kingdom grows eventually to a worldwide global impact. It starts small. It starts small. Don't despise small beginnings. We don't despise what looks small. Because when we are looking, I hope y'all can see beyond what we're seeing. I mean, what I'm seeing, I mean, uh, this is global. This, where we are now in this ministry is nothing compared to what it's going to be. Because we are impacting generations from now. We're impacting generations from now. And we're impacting generations from now. God is doing something now. It's not what we see right now. Our children and our children's children and our children's children's children shall preach and teach this gospel of the kingdom. Because this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached and then shall the end come. It's his kingdom will grow eventually worldwide and have a global impact. The mustard seed is only the tiny, most insignificant seed found in the Middle East. A fast-growing annual herb, the mustard seed grows up. There it goes again. It grows up eventually. Children grows up. 
babies grow up. That little girl, she'll grow up one day. They grow up. So the mustard seed, the little smallest little thing in the garden or in the field, it grows up. And it's, it, when it grows up, it stands 10 feet tall in just a short month. In just a short month. This is the kingdom. In just a short month. Men and women will come. The drug addicts, the prostitutes, the pimps, all of those that nobody wants, the leftover, they are called the remnant church. They are called the remnant they are called those that will come. They are leftovers. Now, the average drug addict you talk to, the first thing is, I don't go to church. First thing is, I don't go to church. And those are the ones that God will call into the kingdom for such a time as now. Because you know why? It won't take them as long and as hard. So as, they, as the mustard seed faith, it won't take them as long. They will catch hold to this gospel, and they will run and preach and teach this gospel of the kingdom, and the church will, the church goers will still, but you know who it will mostly upset? The religious leaders. The religious people. Now, I remember him when I remember him when he was. He's a man now, and he's the new man. He's a changed man on the inside. God is doing things on the inside. Do you not see what God is doing on the inside? It's an inside thing with God. I know back in the day we dressed up the outward man. I promise you, we have really dressed up the outward man. We dressed up the outward man so much, even when we walked the streets, they knew, oh, that's a Christian right there. Yeah, they saved right there. They saved right there. But where was their hearts in all of this? Where were the hearts in all of this? Because you could dress up the outward man outwardly, but inwardly, what is the heart looking like? Because God is more concerned about the heart of a man, not what he's wearing. It's not what a man is wearing that God is concerned about. It's his heart. It's a heart thing. So they will come. Striking examples of potentials of small insignificant seeds. The seed in the parable grows into a big, strong tree. Now, listen, it don't grow into a big, weak tree. It grows into a big, strong tree. I wonder why Jesus used it as a parable. He used it in the parable. I wonder why he used it. First of all, because he said it grows up. And then it don't take long to grow. So that's what's coming to the kingdom. Souls that are coming that won't take long to grow up. They come about grown. And you know what happens when they come about grown? They will move some of us or some of the people that has been sitting in the way for a long time doing nothing. But they will come and they will take this gospel and they will begin to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Why? Because it won't take long. Because they come and grown. Because the Holy Spirit, the, the Holy Spirit is on the move. When he get, begins to be, abide in a man's heart, it don't take him long to teach and preach and direct that man. All they have to do is stay on the path of righteousness. And now they have to do is stay on the straight and the narrow. And when they stay on the pathway that leads to righteousness, they'll walk there and they'll do what the will of God and it won't take long. We have one example in here. And I don't know whether he'll let me use him for example, but we have one example in here. 
And that's Mario. How long it took him? He came right in. He began to sit. What he did, just like a disciple would do, sit at the feet and learn and just eat and just eat the word. What do I have to do? What do I have to do next? Just eat the word and begin to just eat what God is giving. And that's the way the kingdom will come in. Now, don't despise small beginnings. And don't despise what looks small. Let's look beyond what we see and begin to cultivate. And as we, as the, as, and as we are understanding as where we are as evangelists, as evangelists, because I want you to know everybody's in here is an evangelist. We take this gospel wherever we go. If you're able to, to demonstrate, if you're able to talk about it, wherever you are, you build your own platform. You begin to preach and teach the gospel. It's a gospel word. It's a kingdom word. It's a different word from what people are getting in the streets because they don't get this. They don't get this because they start asking, well, I never heard it like that before. That's the first thing they begin to say. I never heard it like that before. No. We have it. When I first came here, I was like, oh, my God. What? Where is that coming from? I never heard it like that. And I talk about that all the time when apostle was speaking on offense. I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. But I was just like the other girls that nobody wanted to come. She kept saying, but Miss Shelly, Shelly, he's talking about that kingdom you always talking about. I said, I'm coming. I'm coming. And I was looked around, I'm like, okay, I'm going to come. I'm really coming this time. I'm really coming. But when I really came, and guess what? I've been there ever since because I understood, I knew that this is something that I was looking for for a long time. It's a God thing, and it's a God connection. And if we can understand, when we get ears to hear what the kingdom is saying in this hour, hold on to everything that you are hearing. Don't let it go. And don't let the, let the man be like the Corinthian church, the, the, the Galatian church that the Apostle Paul had to go back and straighten up. Who bewitched you that you should not obey the truth? Who took you off the mark? Who talked you off the mark? Who talked you off the mark? Who did this? We are to stay on the mark. I don't care what a man say, because the Bible declares that if it was possible, it will fool the very elect of God. That means it would be so close to what is true. It would be so close to what is true. But it won't be. It's just something that come to veer you off and take you away from what you have already known and what you have already been taught. That's what it does. But when we understand that we're here, in, and it, again, Apostle and Lady Mary, do not despise what's small. Don't, I know your eyes is not on it because I know you see it because I see it. I see the greater, the coming. I see the coming of the souls that are coming. Even as we as evangelists are out on our mark, and let me tell you, we're doing our work. And even if we're doing it here, there are evangelists everywhere that's doing it, that's preaching and teaching this gospel. And guess what? Not only is it coming, but it's coming all world round. It's, come, it's a global movement. It's the saddest thing that other countries can't get it like we can. America, the free, we can get it so freely. But other countries have to sneak underground to get this gospel. 
of the kingdom. And they have to sneak underground to even talk about Jesus. Underground to even talk about Jesus. And we, we, we don't know how that feels. We don't know how. We are so free. And, and, and people can get it so freely. And people can get it, but what do you want it? Because so many people are so busy trying to bootleg Jesus for what they can get from it. Well, I'm blessed, and God has truly been blessing me. Girl, you don't know what he done for me. You don't know what he done for me. He has done this for me, and he has done that. That ain't, that ain't how, that is not how he works. That's not how he works. He don't work like that. He don't give us our need. He don't give us what we want. The thing is, we should not be so happy about temporarily things. Because in this world, it's only temporary. God, when he even speaks to us, it's not even about here, about giving us what we need here. He already knows what we need. But when we begin to seek after him, all of those things and all of these things will follow. And we won't even realize they're following us. It, and it's following us and it's running us down. Why? Because I'm seeking the kingdom of God. I'm seeking the kingdom first. I'm seeking the kingdom of God first. And the things are just running me down. And I don't even realize it. But that's how God works. We don't have to, we don't even have to wear t-shirts. And, and I work at City Street. And my God, if those people, it, it, it's just so, so, so much. The religious t-shirts. And sometimes I just don't know t-shirts just really, it's that, it's that you can't judge me. And people just love to just walk around and just wear it. Okay, well, you best I'll judge you than you stand before the real judge. Because when you stand before the real judge, it's over. It's over when you stand before him, Jesus Christ, the judge. It's over. But when we understand, and then they got blessed, too blessed to be stressed. Too blessed to be stressed. And they strut around in these That has nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with God. That has nothing to do. He bless you when you wake up in the morning and you have life in your body. That's a blessing. You get another chance. You get another opportunity. You get another chance to say, save me, Lord, if you're not saved. You get that type chance. That's the chance you get. If a man only knew, and the more you tell him, the worse they get. Because of religion. Religion. The strives and the Pharisees. That's the layout. That's the format. That's the formula. Look at this, the churches today. The scribes and the Pharisees. The scribes and the Pharisees was really just mad with Jesus. <laughs> Why you want to kill him for? He has done. Paul said he done nothing. What you want to kill him for? They wanted to get rid of him because of. He was so humble. He done nothing. He was so humble in in his way. His way terrified them. His words that spoke out of his mouth terrified them. They were scared of him, but they didn't want, they, we don't want no part of this man, but we want to kill him. But we want no part of him. So in this hour, we have to understand that God is doing a work. It's a God thing. And all that God is concerned about in this hour are the souls of a man. It's not his will that no man perish, but all got to come to repentance. He's not going to open up the door of your heart. You have to open. 
He's not going to open it. It's on the other side. You have to open it. He said, but if you open it up, I'll come in and I'll sup with you. If you open up the door of your heart, I'll come in and I'll sup with you. And we'll have fellowship together, one with the other. We'll fellowship together. But you got to do something. You got to open it up. That's going to be the problem with a lot of people that will miss heaven because a lot of people use church as a scapegoat. They say, well, I go to church every Sunday. I go to church, okay. I know him, okay. But do he know you? The question is, do he know you? That's the question. Because you can go all you want to. It don't mean nothing. Because you're going to stand before God and whatever it's going to be, it's going to be. You can stand before him. But when it's judgment, you stand before him, and he say, what did you do with Jesus? He didn't let him in. But I went to church, God. I, you, do you know how many times I've been ushering on that usher board? I served about 90 years on the usher board. And I served faithfully, God. And I served. Mother, depart from me. never knew you. Why? Because you never gave me your heart. Oh, he wants us. He wants to change us from the inside out, not the outside in. He wants to change our heart from the inside out. That's the will of God. That's what he wants in this hour. A seed does nothing, does nothing until it is planted. A seed does nothing until it is planted. After that, after that, it can overcome obstacles and even more move rocks through its continual expansion and growth. Seeds are persistent and they never give up. Seeds. We are seeds. We are sowers. Sowers. We sow. What do we sow? Who do we sow seeds to? Everybody, almost who we come in contact. Because in this hour, God is giving ear to a hearer. He's giving seed to a sower. He has us to be in place at the right time, to be in the right place at the right time, to meet that man or that woman or that boy or that girl at the right time, to give them what they need and what God is doing in this hour. And that's, what, that's how the kingdom is going to grow. It's not going to grow with a hole full up with church people because church people come in, and if the more any confusion, it's going to be. Because that's not the way we do it. Now, we didn't do it that way at our church. We ain't do it. That's not how we do it. We ain't at your church. This is the kingdom. We are not at your church now. This is the kingdom of God. We do it his way or there is no way. We do it God's way or there is no way. Hallelujah. We do it his way. Holy Spirit abides on the inside of us, and we move as he moves. That's the way we do it, and that's the will of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Where there is faith, there is a way. Where there is faith, God, you know, he looks for it. 
The woman that touched the hem of his garment, everybody was around him. Everybody was just touching him. And he was just study walking. There was in faith. He was study walking. But the moment she touched him, he looked around and asked the disciples, who touched me? And they were like, well, all of us around you, we, all these people around you, no, 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 somebody touched me. Why? Because it was, some, it was a faith touch because virtue left his body. She pulled it. Yeah. And he looked around and said, who that God is doing in this hour is manifesting. It's manifesting even now. The kingdom of God is migrating even now. It don't look like it, but it's migrating. And the people are coming even now. They are coming. They are showing up. They are knocking down the doors, trying to find a way. Because out there and where they are, it's a whole lot of stuff out there. You got COVID out there. You got Black Lives Matters out there. And people are just sides and just taking sides. And I'm going to be, you know, because you know how we are. Cause we, you know how we are. And, then, and here we come with the kingdom. Yeah, we know how we are. We love our God. Hallelujah. We love our God. And we are not afraid of COVID. We are not. We don't even step on. We don't even deal with black lives. God is concerned about every soul. It's not his will that no man perish, but they got to come. They got to come. Hallelujah. Jesus said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God or what parable can we use it for? It is like a grain of mustard seed which is sown in the ground. Now notice the grain of mustard seed is sown in the ground. A mustard seed which is sown in the ground, it is the smallest of the seed on earth, yet while it is sown in the ground, it grows. It becomes larger. It becomes, all the, it becomes bigger than every plant in the garden. It puts out large branches so that, so, that the birds can, so that the birds of the air can make their nest for shades. And when we look at, when we think about birds, and now we think about branches, because when we think about branches, we're looking about the vine and the branch. So when we think about what the birds do, when birds, the thing about birds is that they flocks together. If you ever noticed, and I think it's kind of like when they start turning cold, you start seeing birds in the air. And I watch this all the time, every year it seems like. But they start getting together. I mean, like a lot of birds. Like, and, and, and they are heading south because they're going now where it's warm. <laughs> So they, they stop flocking. They're like little blackbirds, but you can't see them. But I bet you it's a whole lot of them when you start seeing them, and they start moving, and they're moving south, birds. And even when we look at birds, God told us we don't even have to worry about how we're going to eat tomorrow because he said, if I feed them birds, I'm surely going to make sure you eat. But the birds that flocks together and they move, the air can nest in their shades. Jesus shed light on variety truth about the kingdom of God. The parable sower indicated the preaching of the kingdom will not last perception in everyone who hear it, rather only the good soil. Those whom God has chosen to be kingdom citizens will receive the word of God until eternal life. Our Lord's emphasis, mystery unseen, growing kingdom according to the good pleasure 
of God and the patient expecting of faith. Servants who plant as he ordains. The message shows us the parable of the seed emphasizes the contents between the humble beginning of the Lord's kingdom and its final consummated form. In the culture of that mustard seed, used use proverbially the smallest thing he could think of. Jesus took what was small to show us that how small beginnings start. It's so small. It's so minute. It's so small. And Jesus adapted this parable. His point is that the beginning of the kingdom is tiny to the point that it seems insignificant. That's how the kingdom looks. It seems so insignificant. Hardly anyone noticed its start, and they don't. People don't notice you when you, they don't notice. They don't notice it when it starts. No, people don't notice it when it starts. They, just as most of them, pays no attention to the mustard seed. Nobody pay attention to the little mustard seed out there growing in the field. Yet the kingdom is not elevated by its humbly near invisible organs. For just as a mustard seed grows in the largest of the garden plants, the kingdom of God grows to such extent that no one can miss it. No one can miss the kingdom of God. <sighs> because it's a God thing. It's a God thing being demonstrated in the earth realm. And nobody can miss it. Because God is in, involved and God is doing it. He's orchestrating. The kingdom of God grows like such a sin that no one can miss it. History bears out the truth of our Savior's teaching. He stands out with the 12 ordinary men whom he appointed as apostles and a handful of followers that followed him. And what did they do? They turned towns, cities, countries, regions, all of it was turned upside down for the sake of the kingdom. Jesus came and he began to preach. He began to say, in, in, in Matthews 4 and 17, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Who is the kingdom of heaven? He was speaking of himself. I'm here now. The kingdom is here when? Now. And the kingdom is here now when? Now. Right now it's in earth. As it is in heaven, so it is in earth. And that's the kingdom of God. That's the kingdom. When the disciples asked him, Father, Master, how do we pray? He said, you pray like this. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done now on earth as it is in heaven. And we're seeing it now as it's cultivating, as it's coming together. It may be small. But to God, it's the glorious. And the thing about it is that God is being glorified right in the middle of the kingdom because he's the king that sits on the throne. He's the king that we are applauding. He's the king that we are giving glory to. Hallelujah. We give glory to our king. He's the one that deserves all of the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
And as I close, I just wanted to read you Revelation 15, 11 and 15. And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, the kingdom of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord, and he shall reign forever and forever and forever and forevermore. He's the reigning king. Hallelujah. He reigns forever and forevermore. Hallelujah. We glorify our Father God. Hallelujah. He's the reigning king. Jesus is the reigning king. And he reigns forever and forever and forevermore. Hallelujah. We glorify our Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we give you all the glory. You deserve the glory. You deserve the worship. You deserve our praise. Hallelujah, God, we glorify you. We thank you for what you are doing even now, God. Hallelujah, you are demonstrating yourself. You are magnifying yourself, God. You are blowing up. Hallelujah, you are taking territories. Apostle, you are going to take territories. You're going to take regions. God is going to do it. Even now, he's going to do it. And it's so even now. And we bless God for what he is doing even now. We the best is yet to come. The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. We ain't seen nothing yet. We have not seen nothing yet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.